welcome to episode 92 of Crack the Customer Code. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash customer code. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. And I'm Jeannie Walters, and I'm here with El Capitan of customer service, Adam Tukoric. <laughs> nice. I have a new title. I like it. Every episode, a new title. I don't like. <laughs> I don't like when you chintz on the titles. Well, I'm trying not to. I mean, El All Capitan. Right. That's pretty good. That's pretty cool. It's like El I... Chapo a little bit. <laughs> and then you go and ruin it. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> I was about to say, I'm doing my first uh, speech in Dominican Republic. There you go. At ICSA, Latin America. Give them a little plug. And going to be speaking uh, with a translator. So I like El Capitan. Maybe I'll put that in the introduction. You totally should. You totally should. Um, That's an interesting experience as a speaker. So I can't wait to hear more about it when you're done. Yeah, I'm just used to translating you for everybody, but yeah, well, it's going to be interesting to, to be translated. <laughs> <laughs> it shifts timing, so just remember that. <laughs> yeah, so I know. It's a, it's a much shorter speech. So speaking of speaking and communication and how we interact as humans, let's talk about our guest today, Ayelet Barron. Yeah, she's really interesting. We had a great conversation. I'm really excited to bring this to everybody today because I think we talk a lot about process sometimes when we talk a lot about, you know, what to check off the list. And she takes that kind of up a level and talks about things that we don't always think about, um, like our story and our the, our shared purpose and how the best leaders get their hands dirty and things like that. Exactly. So, she, she was like, you know, ask the big questions and mm-hmm. like, why are you here? And I'm like, <laughs> I didn't say anything because she was awesome. I didn't want to interrupt her flow. I'm like, I'm here because I had a drink with Jeannie. And she said, <laughs> well, hey, want to start a podcast? <laughs> That's always your excuse. That's always my excuse. But yeah, she really had some interesting insights. And I, I like it because it's a different approach than a lot of what we talk about. Mm-hmm. It's really stepping back and thinking about the the humanity of business, for lack of a better word. Yeah, and new ways to work and new ways we have to work with one another. So I think it's something that everybody can learn from. And you can really take it out into employee experience and customer experience and leadership in general. So why don't we introduce our listeners to ILET? Sounds good. Ayelet Barron is an author, speaker, and activist for the human spirit. She works with 21st century leaders to create new ways of working and helps them create a new path for business as a force of social good. Ayelet believes that in the human-to-human purpose-driven and experienced era, more people are shifting from the myth of work-life balance to life, all caps, working. Prior to co-founding, creating is... Ayelet was a senior executive with Cisco Systems and an innovator in residence at Roche Genentech. Her new book, Our Journey to Business Common Sense, will be released soon. Hi, Ayelet. We're so happy to have you here. Thanks for being with us today. I am so excited to be with both of you. It's fantastic. Well, well, we are excited because you have some really interesting uh, topics and knowledge to share with us. And, you know, as I was just sharing... I uh, can relate to a lot of this. So uh, first of all, I was wondering, you you have a really strong focus on leadership and new ways to work. And some of what you have identified, I'm finding really, really fascinating, because you've identified four traits 
for what you call successful 21st century leaders. So can you tell us a little bit about what those are and why they're important? Absolutely. I think one of the biggest shifts that we're having at work is that business is only 200 years old, and it's a huge opportunity for us to really take a new look at business as society and business fuse and business as a force of social good in the world. And so what we really need in the world are 21st century leaders, which are very different from what we've had before, because there are four key characteristics, and there's probably more that we'll, we'll find out during <laughs> during our journey. <laughs> it's a long century to be in. Um, <laughs> um, but the first one is, is that the 21st century leader, um, he or she, they, they get their hands dirty. They, they look at work from a, a totally different perspective because what they look at is how do they build community? Um, there's this old technology that's making a comeback. It's called the two-way conversation. Wait, and- what is this that you speak of? <laughs> <laughs> it's this really, really old technology. <laughs> and um, the 21st century leader is discovering that you know, people don't want to wait for the annual um, performance review or for the annual employee survey to give feedback and to be listened to. Mm-hmm. And what they do is they get their hands dirty because they don't wait for all these processes to come into play. They actually sit down and have conversations with other people and they listen and they act on it. I mean, I know that sounds crazy, but it does. it's, it's a really <laughs> <laughs> important um, technology that's making a comeback. And I think that being able to have empathy becomes really important. You know, the second characteristic is that, you know, we're all changing all the time. We don't need to manage it. We just need to accept the fact that change is here. And so the 21st century leader no longer looks at the change management program, um, and, and how we get sponsorship and how we get people to, to be ambassadors or advocate because they're, they're, they're having two-way conversations and really listening, they understand how to co-create and get people involved at the right time. And so they accept change as just as something that happens normally in business. Because if we don't change, we don't evolve and we don't stay relevant. And mm-hmm. so we no longer need to manage change, but we need to, to understand that it's part of business and how business takes place. Um, I, want, th- I want to do like a wave and audience thing where you stand up and like <laughs> when I hear that, because that's really awesome. Instead of like a binder that says change management, you know? <laughs> right, right. Step one. Step yeah. two. Right. I mean, this is the thing in the 21st century, we're figuring out who we are and why we're here. And and so just if, if we had a program for every change we've had, we'd never get any work done. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Very true. I thought, like, we, I thought we were here to watch cat videos in the 21st <laughs> <laughs> That is our purpose now, right? Well, I mean, I'd love somebody for do, to do a survey and ask like a, a, a leader, how many initiatives are you sponsoring this mm-hmm. week? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> right. exactly. You know, and and it, it's funny because I, I, I'm one of the original people who was trained in change management. And I know that change you know, when you, when you ask an executive or a leader to sponsor something, it only lasts for 24 hours Mm -hmm. and you got to keep working and having conversations with them because there's a whole line of people waiting for them to sponsor their initiatives. And so we have to like get rid of the complexity and, and make work much more simple by not calling everything a change initiative. And 21st century leaders know how to do it because the third characteristic, I know you're going to be shocked by the third one. (laughs) I can't wait. (laughs) <laughs> um, you know, there's, there's, 
the most important currencies for the 21st century are, are trust, relationships, and community. And the 21st century leader really, really knows how to build trust. They understand relationship building, not like how many followers you have, not how many likes you have, but who trusts you and who do you trust and how do you build the relationships? It's interesting. I'm part of the Mandela mentoring program and I was, I was mentoring uh, Raymond today and, I, and I, I, I feel arrogant to say we were having a conversation because we were both mentoring each other. So I have so much to learn from him. <laughs> um, but, you know, in the program, I'm the mentor, but we're, we're really equal in that. And he's creating a new mobile payment system um, in East Africa. He was in Uganda right now. Um, for the transit, because right now people have to go to a physical office and um, mobile penetration is so high mm -hmm. um, in Africa today. And we were having this great conversation and he was uh, asking me for some insight about his marketing and um, partnership strategy. And I, you know, I looked at him and I said, you know, trust and relationships are key. Who do you trust and who trusts you? That is a 21st century leader. Because if you start looking at the companies, you could look at, you know, like a, a company like Safaricom, but what relationships do you have going in there and who do you trust? And you start looking at a lens of, of trust and relationships because in the 21st century, the 21st century leader also builds unusual partnerships. They think about how we go to market in a very different way and not in the traditional way that these should be our partners. Mm -hmm. Because we live in an open and connected world and we could connect with people so easily um, today, um, you could build that trust and relationship. And the last characteristic, the fourth one is around vulnerability. You know, the this one is really important. The 21st century leader, she brings the right people at the right time together um, into the space with purpose. She knows how to build shared purpose. She knows how to bring people together. We're no longer in the expert um, era. Mm -hmm. If you look at it, we've moved from the industrial era where we had laborers to the knowledge era where we had experts and subject matter experts. And today we're in the human to human purpose and experience driven era. And it's all about people. So wow. those are the four characteristics. That's I love it. Yeah, that's a really interesting sort of lens on how change happens and who we are. And when you're talking about change, it was interesting to me. You're talking about leaderships and how you manage change. And one of the big items is how, do, how transparent are you when you do that? And there's so much talk in large organizations about transparency these days. And Jeannie and I have gone back and forth on this because I, I think it's a word like love. Like I think it has almost no meaning because it has so much different meaning to people. Because but I won't Adam is soulless. No. Uh, no, no. I, be I believe in it. I just don't believe when I hear somebody use the word that I know what the heck they're talking about or that it means anything that I can rely on. So I'm curious because you've obviously given a lot of thought to change in these areas and leadership. How do you view transparency and how do the best leaders provide enough transparency to really connect with both employees and customers? So I think at the heart of everything is shared purpose. And I think we've lost touch with it. You know, when somebody has a great idea to start any business, they have a purpose. And somehow somebody sold them that they have to have a mission statement and a vision statement and goal and objectives. And for some reason, they've lost that purpose of why are we here? You know, what are we here to do? And they start building, you know, as you move from a small business to a medium business to a large business. And I've, you know, worked in very large corporations um, a big part of my life. Whenever I went into a, a, an area and we had the purpose, 
we worked with the leaders not to delegate the responsibility. And I think what we have today is we've fragmented and separated so much of the organizations into functions, into responsibilities, that we don't even know what purpose we are. We're fighting internally between, between the departments. Who gets the bigger budget? Who gets more headcounts? How do we do this? Um, innovation, for example, should never be a department. Diversity should never be a department. Leaders need to know how to innovate. They need to know how do I bring the best team in this market to serve my customer base, my employee base, the, my community, and the world. And so you, you hear words like transparency and authenticity and you know being, being um, thrown around right now. And I do believe that you have to love why you're here. You know, you have to have purpose and passion around what you're creating in the world, and the leaders need to know what it is. Imagine a world where everybody trusted each other at work. Would we need to manage people? If I had the shared purpose of I know that we're here to create the best eating experience at this restaurant or the best experience and give the customer the best retail experience, you know, whatever, whatever industry you're in, if you're really clear on the purpose and you could bring people together around that and you're having the two-way conversations where you're co-creating together, that is what, what's possible in the 21st century. Unfortunately, because we have so many companies that are f- so focused on shareholder value that they forget, you know, it's, it's the quarterly annual, you know, if you're really looking at, at a large public company, it's that quarterly annual um, um, cycle that you get into that every quarter you're reporting back and you've got to do it and it's become so mechanical. So the transparency is really bringing it back to society, Br- bringing it back, you know, I love the B Corp movement and I love what they're doing because they're really thinking about what are we doing in the world and what are we doing in the community. And one of the biggest changes that most people aren't talking about that's happening in the workplace today is we've wasted so much time, money, and, and energy on trying to understand the millennials where we had this huge opportunity where it's the first time in the history of work where we have five generations working side by side with each other of how do we tap into that? It's a huge opportunity. And what's happening today is people in their 40s, 50s, and 60s are waking up and saying, is this it? I want more. So it's going to be putting more pressure on leaders to be transparent. It's going to be really interesting to see how you engage with people's hearts, not just their minds, as people's priorities shift. Hmm. I'm not sure if I answered your question, but (laughs) that's my take on it. I think you did, but I... (laughs) And it it leads very nicely into what I wanted to ask you about next, which is really the title of your next book. It's called Our Journey to Business Common Sense. And when you state things like, yes, we should be able to trust each other and we should be transparent and authentic, it does sound like common sense. Like, of course, that's how we should be. But it, it sounds very obvious. But just like we always say about common sense, it's not necessarily that obvious or common. So what inspired you really to write the book and how can leaders identify if they are practicing business common sense or not? Thank you for that. Um, there's a there's a backstory for this. So I I fired myself from corporate America after a very successful traditional career um, three years ago, and I was I was trying to find my own way. 
And I ended up getting invited to um, join a journey to go to the Amazon rainforest. And I got this email saying from a friend of mine saying, I'm going, you should come with me. And I was like, are you crazy? I'm not a jungle girl. <laughs> but, then, <laughs> but then I started to do research on the trip and I found out it was about maternal health, which I was very passionate about. And I decided to go. And the reason I decided to go was, was um, I was really scared of going into the jungle. And I thought if I could overcome my fear, my worry, and doubts, my whole life could change. And, um, and if I come out of the jungle, that would be good too. And so... <laughs> Bonus. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I made the journey. And when I was on the little plane um, in Puyu in Ecuador um, flying in, I looked back and I, I literally saw my old self waving goodbye. And as you could tell, I came out the other side. And when I came in, I was writing a different book. And while I was lying on a banana leaf in, in the jungle, words I never thought would come out of my mouth. <laughs> um, I, you know, I really became clear that my calling is to be an author, speaker, and activist for the human spirit. And where I saw the human spirit at work today was was being squashed. You know, we were making choices about work before we chose about what we we wanted in life. And I thought, wouldn't it be great to help create the world I want to live in, a world where we don't ask kids, what do you want to do when you grow up? We ask kids, what do you love? You know, we don't squash people's dreams. And this book literally came to me about how do we regain common sense um, when it comes to business? And the journey began by having conversations with amazing real-life 21st century leaders and I have stories for, from over 35 of them in the book, and they're all like amazing people who are, have regained common sense and have some amazing journeys they've been on. And um, I wrote the book as a, as, as a journey. It has um, three legs. It's got 12 expeditions, no chapters. There's a travelogue about leaving your limiting beliefs behind. You don't have to put on your seatbelt. You don't have to <laughs> wait for the oxygen mask to drop. Um, you actually just have to really realize what your limiting beliefs are and how you want to live your life and then take the journey to business common sense, um, which the, the second leg goes through the seven signposts, which include 21st century conscious leaders who understand how to create shared purpose. They also know how to become whole again as people, as individuals, and how do we bring the team back together um, because it's really interesting by 2020, 50% of the U S population is going to be working for themselves. And mm. so companies are going to need to know, you know, the whole notion of talent is going to change dramatically because how do you bring the best people from inside and outside? And why is it like business common sense? Why do we, why do we call internally when we do a communication plan? Why do we call our people stakeholders? right? Mm, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, why do we have audiences? The only time I want to have an audience is when I go to the theater or to a concert or, you know, to the ballet or something. Why do we call the most important be people to our business, our customers, um, our external stakeholders? And so how do we become whole again and bring the outside and inside out so we don't even have that piece of it? And we're building empathy and conversations with people as we build our business forward because we can, you know, living in an open and connected world, there are new ways of being, you know, there's new ways to co-create with other people. And the most important part for me is um, something that um, uh, we've coined called life working. So in the 20th century, 
we were told that we were two people. We had a mindset of scarcity. There wasn't enough. We needed to compete. We needed to be the best. And so we were told we were these two people and we had this mythical thing called life work balance. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, now people are talking about integration and blending. What we're saying is that in the 21st century, there's life working. First, we have a life and life is in upper caps, L-I-F-E, upper caps. And working is in lower caps. Um, if we have a life, we want to show up as whole people, as one person. And we benefit by what we do, what we create, you know, I don't even know what work means anymore, you know, is doing email work. And so, you know, is, you know, what is working anymore? But if, if we have a life and we respect the fact of who we are as whole people, and this isn't just millennials, this is all of us. We want to have a life and then we work in it. We don't need to balance. I, you know, I don't even know professional self, personal self. How could we be these two people? It's <laughs> true. It's true. Oh, that's great, Ayala. There's so many, so many threads here to pull on. I wish we had more time. So I'm going to ask you if you could give us a quick final takeaway, and it's this. I think the the, the real theme that I, I sort of heard in all of your answers was the idea of shared purpose. And there's the way the world is now, and the way we want the world to be. So for organizational leaders, we have a lot listening to this podcast. What is a first step? What is the one thing they can do to start getting that shared purpose? It's a mindset, right? I mean, we've been told it's a process, it's lean, it's change, it's whatever. It really isn't. It's, it's how do you get a 21st century mindset? What is your journey of possibilities as a 21st century leader if you want to create a new path for business as a force of good in the world? How do you become whole again? How do you look at the fact that we live in an open and connected world and figure out why are you here, right? If you are very clear about why you're here, I'm very clear. I, wanna, I want people to be at the center of business. I want to see companies not have corporate social responsibility departments but work ethically and be social responsible in the business that they're in. You know, there's there's a story of um, Shamini Dahana in the book who started Dana Inc., which is one of the first eco-friendly clothing lines for babies and kids in the world. And I didn't know that one in six people in the world work in retail. And retail is the second largest um, polluting um, industry in the world. <laughs> and what Shamini has done through her, her work is she wants every kid to know the hands and hearts of every piece of clothing they wear. So imagine if we knew and we started asking questions about where do things come from? You know, where does the food I come from? And, and as a business, as a 21st century leader, you could talk about the things in the community. There's, there's Sebastian Ballerini in the book who is the, who's an amazing person who talks about how he let go of his armor and his mask. And he could be doing a much bigger job than he's doing in the world today in Argentina, in the region. But he wants to be with his son um, every Monday at five in his soccer practice. And he wants to make a difference in Argentina now because he lives in that community. He doesn't want to have the big regional job anymore. So when you know who you are and why you're here and you have your own purpose, then you find the businesses that you can tie yourself to that business. And Sebastian, for example, you know, is a general manager for Dell 
um, in Argentina. So you find your way in the world where the companies find the people with purpose and you find your way with purpose as well. And in the United States today, 28% of the population is saying that they work with purpose. And it's not just in the nonprofit sector. We have an opportunity to rewrite the story of business. And I want to find and connect with the 21st century leaders who want to join this journey and rewrite the story for all of our humanity. Well, that is a perfect way to wrap up. And I hope everybody who is listening to this takes the time to ask themselves these important questions. Why are we here? What's my purpose? How can I share that with the world? All of those things. It's really critical. Um, And this was fascinating. And I think there's a lot to think about, as Adam said, too. So thank you so much for being here and sharing all this with us. Can you let our listeners know where can they find you on the internet if they want to follow up? Well, first, um, it's not it's it's hard to pronounce my name, but it's also hard to uh, <laughs> to spell it. So, um, <laughs> um, I'm if you Google me, you could find me easily. I'm um, Ayelet Baron. It's a y e l e t b a r o n dot com. I'm Ayelet b a y e l e t b on Twitter. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm everywhere. And the question I want to leave everybody is, what's your story? Fantastic. Excellent. What a great thought-provoking ending. And we thank you so much, Ayala. It's been awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed Episode 92 of Crack the Customer Code. This episode was brought to you by CTS Service Solutions. Did you know that you can hire me to speak at your next conference or meeting? My keynote speeches on customer service and customer experience are designed to energize and inspire your audience and to provide actionable takeaways that teams can use immediately to deliver hero-class customer service. Whether to an audience of business leaders or frontline employees, my talks explore how we interact with customers using some of the latest research in customer experience, psychology, and neuroscience. Your audience will leave energized, enthused, and, Jeannie, ready to take action. Want to rock your next event? Go to KeynoteSpeaker.Rocks. That is KeynoteSpeaker.R-O-C-K-S. Cool domain there, my friend. Like it? (laughs) And I'm Jeannie Walters. Don't forget, you can see the show notes for this and all of our episodes of Crack the Customer Code at our website, CrackTheCustomerCode.com. Stay current on customer experience trends and insights and be among the first to hear about upcoming webinars, learning opportunities, and more at 360connects.com slash subscribe. Until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.